0: Welcome to the Teachers on Fire podcast. I'm your host, Tim Cavey, and today I want to bring you another spark episode intended to spark your thinking and ignite your professional practice. These short episodes are based on my written reflections, which you can find on the Teachers on Fire magazine at medium.com. Today's spark is titled, My Students Are Actually Thinking About Learning Targets. Enjoy. My students are actually thinking about learning targets. How one girl's appeal on a summative assessment made me happier than she could have imagined. I first read Ron Berger's Leaders of Their Own Learning in 2018, and I've been sold on the power of learning targets ever since. I believe they're an essential part of successful instruction, assessment and student learning. I post learning targets on my Google Docs, on Slides, on Classroom, on Seesaw. I try to refer to them often in my instruction and I ask students to use our targets to assess their own learning. But how much attention do students really give to learning targets? Do they actually mean anything or do they just amount to irrelevant teacher talk and background noise? Sometimes students do pay attention to the learning targets. I was tremendously heartened to discover this week that sometimes students are thinking about the learning targets. Thinking carefully, it turns out. Granted, this student had some added motivation to do so, but I still loved it. Here's how it went down. We were reviewing a summative assessment in math class. On the quiz, I had asked students to demonstrate their ability to divide fractions by whole numbers in two forms, an abstract problem and a word problem. You can see screenshots in the blog post. Now, the student had demonstrated proficiency on the abstract problem and the first part of the word problem. But after answering part A correctly, she made a logical mistake in part B and incorrectly estimated the number of months of frost as nine. Since Vancouver only sees frost on three out of 20 days of the year, a better estimation for months would have been one or two instead of nine and those months would have likely been December and January or January and February. Because she hadn't solved both problems correctly, I assessed her learning proficiency as developing. But after I finished reviewing the quiz with the class, she made her way over to me and quietly pushed back. Quote, I noticed that part B doesn't really address the learning target, she said. I think I demonstrated full proficiency on the learning target in the first two problems. It took me about two seconds to realize she was right. Absolutely right. The second part of the story problem, part B, is a great application problem, but it strays from the learning target. When we look precisely at the learning target, which in this case was dividing fractions by whole numbers, this student had demonstrated full proficiency, and that's what's going in my grade book. What are we learning right now? Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Assessment is as powerful as it is precise. An assessment that includes 50 data points, think an all-encompassing research project, isn't actually that informative or helpful in terms of moving learning forward. It's just compensation for work completed. Learning targets, on the other hand, remind teachers and students exactly what we're learning, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. Armed with precise learning targets, we can measure student learning well report accurately, and identify next steps. That's exactly what every learner needs. Where my math learning targets need to move next? Less content, more competencies. One thing that I've talked about with my BC educator colleagues is the need to focus more of my learning targets on curricular competencies. Content is what we traditionally like to base our instruction around in math. It's simple and straightforward to measure but I can't track a student's growth in fraction multiplication over the course of the year if we only spend significant time on it in October. I can, on the other hand, track their growth in the curricular competencies over the entire year because these competencies form the learning targets that apply to every unit of learning in math. For example, competencies like estimate reasonably or demonstrate and apply mental math strategies. That's the beauty of the competencies and the power of learning targets. Keep using learning targets, teachers. Let them form your instruction and shape your practice. Because sometimes, it seems, students are actually paying attention. (laughs) My name is Tim Cavey and I'm proud to contribute to the education conversation through the Teachers on Fire podcast. I'll invite you to join me live on the Teachers on Fire YouTube channel every Saturday morning for conversations with inspiring educators that will warm your heart spark your thinking, and ignite your professional practice. These discussions are a ton of fun, partly because I can display your comments on screen during the broadcast. If you haven't taken part in the roundtable, check it out on YouTube next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. Eastern. Thanks again for listening to this Spark episode. In these challenging times, take care, share an encouraging message to lift up a colleague, and keep that fire for learning, burning bright.